The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 25th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 46. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're coming fresh off the Cowboys' bye. They didn't play yesterday, but there was some action in the NFL. We'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Today, we got some topics around the Cowboys. Nick, before we get going, get me started with a 46. Actually, oh, man. Actually. <laughs> Did y'all wanted, do this when, when we didn't? We didn't, but you and I talked about this. And we couldn't go by and not acknowledge no. a 44. That's the best that of meant it. a lot to both of us, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Robert Newhouse is one of the my favorite players of all Absolutely. time. Uh, not only when he played, I was just a young kid when he played, but after that, when he was here, I know he was he was a great mentor for a lot of people. Just yeah. an awesome person. He's no longer with us, and it's it's very sad. But Robert Newhouse is it was an outstanding person and player. Yeah, I, I was telling you about some of my experiences with with Robert. He was like. Uh, coming into this organization, I was a manager at a very young age, mm-hmm. and uh, and there weren't a lot of people that looked like me at that table of of leaders here throughout the Cowboys. He was one of them, and I remember him uh, pulling me aside one time and telling me, gave me some really great advice about handling those types of mm-hmm. situations, and it still serves me well today. Um, so I, I just I'm, I'm forever grateful to that House. man. He was a really really great guy. And I uh, miss having him around here. You guys never got – you never obviously got a chance to no, meet him. No, I didn't. 45. Uh, yeah. So we got to go 45 and 46. Yeah, you got a 45? Well, Darren Woodson wore it before he moved to 28. It was a 45. You I don't got even know if I remember that. Rod Smith, baby. Come on. Rod Smith. Beast. I like it. I was going with – I mean, Nikki. So soon as you said Rod Smith, for some reason I thought Denver Broncos. Well, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, that Rod Smith. One, <laughs> like, Smith. one of the best yeah. receivers in the 90s. Right, yeah. And yeah. one had like one great game against the Giants. Right, In yeah. 46, I think there's a guy named Joe Fishback. I just like the name Joe Fishback. Amber, you want to tell us about Joe Fishback? I have no idea. <laughs> I think what I'm learning here is... <laughs> the only is, one I know out of these names is Rod Smith. That's it. I mean, the 40s are avoided like the plague by yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless right. you're a long snapper or a fullback, nobody wants to wear a number in the 40s. Yep. Other yeah. than... Alfred Morris was also 46. There you oh, go. there we go. Alfie there Moe. Go. I, I liked him. Love. He was a, good, uh, he was a fun great. player. I loved Alfie. Alfie. a different good cat. Still is. I mean, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, he was. He was when he was here. He a was good, different. He cat, was like, different, but I mean, yeah. yeah, in a cool way. I mean, I, in a good yeah. way. He was the best. He was. Yeah, yeah. That sounds dumb, but like, if a player, and not to say like players are jerks, but you get used to that lifestyle and the amount of people that are asking for things from you. You, you you don't care so much about that. Alfred Morris would like he went through it. every time he talked to the media. He'd be like, "What did you say your name was? Dave. Good to see you." And then he would remember it later. Yeah. And that's not like I said. Like that doesn't make other guys jerks. But like to have that many demands on your attention and your time and still take the time to do that. He would go sit outside the weight room on Tuesdays uh, on the off day or. Maybe it was Mondays, but like one of the days when they weren't practicing, you could catch him outside the weight room, like reading a book. 
Uh, you just don't see that type of when, stuff when very you, often. Yeah. When you Absolutely pull, love that. When you pull up into the, the parking lot to go fly out for the charter, you know, you, you drive in there with your car, and it's like you see all these other guys and their stuff. And then you drive next to Alfred Morris, and you're like, is this – I mean, he would. Where was he? Oh yeah, the Ma- the Mazda. Yeah, yeah, he was famous for having the same car from when he was a kid. Yeah, and like Mazda re-outfitted it for him. And yeah. I think e- every time he went to a new team, the media would pick up that story and be like, "Oh my God, he <laughs> drives a '91 Mazda." Yeah. I think he still. I, I follow him on Instagram still. I think he still has it. I think but. the funny thing about that Mazda was he had a Mercedes front license plate on it, like the logo for Mercedes. I would. Yeah, I think that's right. I would like to think that. I mean, I think at some point in his career, he probably got another car. I'm not Maybe. saying it was like a Lambo or anything, yeah. but he's like, okay, the Mazda treated me well. I can probably get another car. Good guy. I love Alfred Morris. That was a good You number. can do this on a Monday when there's no game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're coming, by we're way, coming another, up a bye. Oh, another 45 is Richmond Flowers Sr., by the way, in 1971. Hmm. Let's just go through the whole no, the whole roster and not talk like, about Dax Cass. Like let's just, not, the whole let's just not talk about it. A good 45 it. minutes of numbers, numerology yeah. here on the okay. break. All right, let's uh, let's do talk about Dak's uh, injury. Uh, we this this injury came up last week. Um, obviously, he was in the boot coming out of the game against the Patriots. Um, what are we hearing? What are you guys hearing as far as his injury? Um, how how. How how much of an injury is it? How much of a concern is it? How much could it possibly affect his ability to not only play but play well uh, over the next coming weeks? Why, that, why is Dave looking at me? No, no, you look like you had something to say. I don't, I, I don't. I don't think anything. I don't think anybody has anything to say. I really don't. I, I don't. There's no report or anything. Tell me what it's what he's going to do on Friday afternoon. Tell me what he's going to do Sunday afternoon. I mean that Sunday when he's when he's there. That I mean you can say everything, you can rest and all that, but it is a injury that is very very difficult. And and I think we'll, <laughs> we'll wait and see. I mean, yeah, all jokes aside, ah, funny. I'm sorry, man. I just every time I hear about calves, I just think about you because you're like before I had my injury. I didn't think Cash. I didn't, but I'm, I'm, but now, I'm, don't, yeah. Let's let's just leave this out of it because I okay. mean, the he is an athlete. Get it? And yeah, I'm I get it. not only that, but he's got like he's got people caring. The about power him. of a five billion dollar organization is bent on getting him ready for <laughs> yeah. that game. And Nick, they're just like, yeah, well, put no, some ice and, on and it. And, I, and I was stupid. And I was you know <laughs> jumping around, still trying to do something. It was dumb. But the thing about it is, is that you won't really know. What it is until we get later on. I mean, he can rest all week. He's got to go and run and do things. I said this on the radio this morning and really kind of, kind of deflated those guys on the air because I said I, I'll be, I'll be shocked if he's able to play the way he normally is. I think he might play, but he won't be the same. Really, I really don't believe that. Uh, I don't think that's a bad guess. I, I mean, you asked what we're hearing. I've heard that he's out of the boot. Which, I mean, that's a positive sign, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Mm-hmm. Again, like you can rest all week, can spend all week in the hot tub, doing all the treatments to it. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had to backpedal or plant and throw right. since the game. Um, so I think he's I think he's making progress. And I think the optimism from last week was probably well-founded. You know, I think it was Jerry that was like, the, the buy is a perfect time. And I, I think he can get out there against Minnesota. We'll yeah. see. I think... A lot of cause for optimism, a lot of things trending in the right direction, but playing and existing are different things. You know what I mean? So it's just something as, – as always with these types of injuries, you just got to watch the workload and, and see how it changes as the week goes. If, if he's not like anywhere clo- close to 100%, if he's, if he's going to be struggling through it, I'd sit him. Really? I would. 
I would sit him if there's any kind of chance to re-aggravate this and make it a longer thing. Well, that's one of the interesting things you got to think about, too, here is that um, sometimes you can play through an injury. But what happens is your body kind of compensates for what's mm-hmm. ailing you. And it puts extra strain on other things, yeah. which you may not re-aggravate that particular injury, but it could create other things as you go forward because you start using your body in different ways. So that's the part you get a little bit concerned about if yeah. he rushes back. If any player rushes back from any injury, that you could have other injuries that that come from that. But, Amber, I'll ask you this question. Uh, and Nick brought up the point of maybe sitting him. From what you've seen no. from this team, <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 you gotta, we gotta wait for me to answer the question. I mean, ask the question. You're not sitting him. Um, no, no, no. I'm, she I'm knows thinking, where I'm going. I'm, she I'm read the red down. I'm sure. Going. Yes, she, she knows where I'm going. Yes, she read the red down. So, thinking about what you, <laughs> thinking about what you've seen from this team, and I'm, I'm talking offensively and defensively, how they've been able to play. Obviously, they're five and one, and they're considered one of the top teams in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, definitely one of the top teams in the NFC and the top team in their in their division. Do you think this team is capable of winning without Dak Prescott? I'll say it in Spanish. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, honestly, again, I, I, I don't think that they have enough at quarterback behind Dak Prescott. And I was all up for Cooper Rush back when he started and got here. I was like, yeah, Cooper Rush. But then... In the past few years, I just he hasn't given me enough to feel comfortable. And, you know, last year they had Andy Dalton, and I felt comfortable about Andy Dalton. And then the offense was still kind of working, and, and they could do some work on there and place good on the field. But look how they performed last year, and that was with Andy Dalton behind the line. And I get it that this team is uh, on a roll right now, and everyone's playing pretty well and all that. But I just I do not feel comfortable enough to think that Cooper Rush can get back there behind that line and make it happen. No, I don't. I, I agree. I mean, I don't. So I, you want to sit him, and you don't even think they can win without him. I'm, I, I want to sit him if he's if if he's not if he's still kind of going through some stuff. This isn't a bone that need that's going to heal, you know, eventually, and maybe you can cast it up until it does heal. This is a, this is a muscle strain, and I can speak for that 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 if you don't you don't give it the proper attention, you'll two years later you'll still feel it. You still feel it. So. I don't. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not going to risk that. And and yeah, I don't think he can. I don't think Cooper Rush. Not against Minnesota. Not against the Horn. Not against Sunday Night Football. No, I don't think that they'll go up there and win that game with without him in there. I'm not trying to call y'all homers, but I'm relieved to. I'm relieved that I don't have to be the downer because I I was I, I wasn't I wasn't 100 sure because I think it's the the peak of hubris to assume that Cooper Rush could pull that off for you. No, no, I don't think that. <laughs> No, they have depth in so many other areas. Not quarterback. That's the one that you're like, mm, He's thrown three NFL passes. And I don't think you can fully rely just on the running game either. Like, I, And I get it. Zeke has been doing good. You got, um, oh, my God. My Tony Pollard. 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 Tony Pollard. You got him who we know he can do the job as well behind Zeke. But even with those two running backs, I don't think they can just rely on the purely on the run to win a game. You got to throw out the caveat that the NFL is weird and anything can happen. Like, of course, there is a physical, theoretical chance that they could win that game without Dak. I certainly wouldn't put money on it. I would, no, no way. So, is this about just how great Dak is or how little you think of Cooper Rush? Both. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 50 50 for, I think, a lot of us when at the end of training camp, it was like Rush. 
Garrett or Garrett Gilbert. You know, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I'd I think at this point I'd rather have Garrett Gilbert in there right now. I think, it, which that's bad foresight for me because I think I was leaning towards Rush. But now I'm thinking about what you said about three passes. I'd rather the guy that's gone and played Pittsburgh when they were eleven to zero and gave him a fighting chance. And that and game. that was, and if you remember, like that, he had a lot less weapons than what they have right now yeah. due to injury. So yeah. that's why I look at it and I'm like, well, if he could do that, no, it's not the same guy. And I, I personally, he lost. No, I, I he get, didn't play. He, he, I, I yeah. get that, but I think the way that they played with all the things that they had, the, all the players they didn't have for that game, I felt like it was enough of an effort that you give those players back, particularly the tackles. You give them some tackles, you give them some protection, that game may have been a different game. Yeah. You agree with that? I, I do, again, you're not wrong, and there is a chance, but I think it's uh, bold, bordering on hubris to just be like, yeah, he can come in and do. The Vikings, I, their record doesn't show it. I mean, Kirk Cousins is playing great right yeah, now. Like, this is a tough game if Dak is available. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've been kind of on this roll where we think the Cowboys are going to win by two or three scores for the last month. This ain't going to be that. I'll be shocked. Even if Dak is available, I'll be shocked if this is anything but a tight game. Yeah. Um, you don't. It's hard to go into that building and and win and definitely do it decisively. So especially if there's fans. That's what, yeah. I mean, they won last week last year. No fans. Minnesota's on that short list of like collegiate environments. You know, we yeah. always talk about the NFL is a little bit different, but some stadiums get yeah. noisy. Why can't I talk? Was it's it like? Morning. Was it like that? I, I don't remember. Yes, and last, I know. Because I do remember when we were at, when they were at their old stadium. It used to be extremely the loud. One time we've been there since they opened a new place was Thursday night. Yeah. The Vikings had Bradford. They were decent. And and you can tell, too, because it's one of the few stadiums in the league that has an open press box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Couldn't hear myself. Color it rush. was so loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, was that the one? Cowboys won on, that like, was... the last play of the game. I think the Vikings didn't get the two-point conversion. It was loud all night. I forgot mm-hmm. it was open stadium. You know, I know the yeah. old stadium was open. Oh, get ready. It's going to be that noisy. That was Bradford. Yeah. 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 It was... I remember you You have that app on your phone. <laughs> Derek loves having this stupid <laughs> app that <laughs> records how loud each stadium and is. Every and every few minutes, I'd show, it, show Amber, like, look, it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> look, Amber, it's loud. Cool. But, yeah, so, I mean, I so – no, I I mean I don't feel good about that, but this is this is what you sign up for. The I mean it, and it's hard it's hard to the the Joneses said that all through the offseason is when you pay the quarterback like this, it's hard to have somebody that you feel good about. Last year created some really unique scenarios. Like Andy Dalton was willing to sign for that. Jameis Winston was willing to sign for that. Especially in with COVID opening up and it not being quite as crazy as it was. That's harder to pull off. Um I would love if they had a former NFL MVP who's unemployed on this team to help deal with this, but they don't. And and for that matter, I don't know if he would even be willing to sign here, but it's just yeah. these are the things that you think about when you ponder whether or not Dak is going to be able to play. Do you guys give any benefit of doubt that, that maybe they've developed Cooper Rush to a point where he can give them a chance after looking at what they did with, with Terrence Steele? Because I know before Terrence Steele this year, I was convinced I'm not trusting anything they say about young guys because they put all these young guys out there, but they weren't performing, and so I just didn't trust it. Now I'm starting to think, well, maybe maybe they got that one right. Maybe they developed him. Maybe they knew what they were talking about when they said we see potential in him. 
Um, do you give them any benefit of doubt that comes from that that you can now move over to the quarterback position? He plays the most important position on the team, and when they signed Andy Dalton, they fired him. They were like, no, you got to go. And that's, I mean, somebody does have to go when you sign somebody, but if you think the world of this guy, and again, he plays a position where you might not ever get him back if he shows anything, they were like, well, that's fine. Go go to New York, do what you got to do. They brought him back when... A ridiculous amount of injuries forced their hand. They lost Dak. They lost Dalton. And then this year, I mean, still baffled by the way that whole thing played out. It's it's not a major storyline once the season starts. But, like, again, people are like, well, you guys didn't see this coming. It's like, they didn't show us anything. Cooper Rush didn't get a single first-team rep all of training camp. They handed it all to Garrett Gilbert. And then in the final week of the preseason – it became the Cooper Rush show. So, no. I, I mean, they can say that if they want to, and maybe they're right, but I, nothing about their process has shown that that's how they feel. But also the fact that even after they had him back here, they were still talking about the possibility. It didn't come to fruition, but they were still talking about the possibility of bringing in a quarterback, an experienced quarterback. So that makes me think, like, they know. So Because if you feel com- confident enough in a guy like Cooper Rush that you can develop for this year... You wouldn't be still like kind of shopping around and see what can come. And it's a good. They they, bring anyone yeah, it's in, a great but. point. They worked out Driscoll. They worked out Hundley. Like they did not. They weren't acting like a team that felt great about its depth at quarterback. Yeah. Any chance Greer is the guy that that kind of can move up into that position? Have you heard anything about him since they signed Should him? Should be active. I actually asked uh, Doug Nussmeyer about him. They made the assistance available on Tuesday during the bye week. Just. I didn't really ask him thinking that he might start this game, just more like what's that what's it look like when you have to bring a guy on like that? And he just said, you know, you start small, start with just the basics of what they would have to do if they had to be active or had to play. And um and he did say he thought Will Greer has picked up a remarkable amount in the whatever it's been, six, eight weeks since he's been here. Mm-hmm. I don't I would be shocked if that meant that he was elevated over Cooper Rush. But yeah, I guess he would be active. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do an interesting little game here. Nick sent this out over the weekend for everyone uh, to figure out what their top 15 players in for the Cowboys during this season have been. We're going to go through that list. Everybody has their own list of 15. We're going to go through that list, talk about it, see where everybody ranks these guys. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. I don't have a read for us right now because I was doing something else. So and we, we'll give me a few minutes, or a few seconds, and I'll come back with something else. So I, th- I thought I could multitask, but I couldn't. So I'm welcome sorry. back to the second segment of the break. Clapping the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Right. We'll We've right. got about twenty-five minutes left on the show. We're going to get into a little bit of a uh, debate, or I, I guess can tell you about text messages though, real quick. Sure. Can I just tell you that? Why don't okay. you do that? All right. You just can receive new offers and event information. Sign up to receive text messages from the Cowboys. Text Cowboys at NFL DAL. That's 635 325 to receive 10% off your next pro shop order. Mm, okay. That's a good little offer. Okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do we're going to talk about the top 15 players. We, uh, we all went through and gave our top 15 uh, for the 2021 season thus far. And uh, Nick compiled all those, and an article will be going up later on Dallas. I appreciate Cowboys. the people that did their homework today. assignment. Not everyone did, but everyone in this room did, and so I appreciate well, it. That's because we all are dedicated members of the team, and we try to do what's best for the team. So uh, we'll talk about those other folks a little later. All right, so, <laughs> Nick, why don't you tell us uh, the compilation of all those? What do we have at the top 15? Why don't you start from 15, and then let's, let's— I got some honorable mentions. Out of 15, you had honorable mentions. Yeah, I had four honorable mentions. Sure, go for it. When you're 5-1— and one, Demonte can, Casey, of... Greg Zerline, Leighton Van Der Esch, Terrence Steele. Greg Zerline, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like public enemy number Terrence two. Terrence Steele didn't make the top 15? Mm-hmm. Really? He did for me. Uh, I had Zerline ranked 15. You did? He won two games for you. Okay. He could have won three if they would have stopped the Bucks. I mean, he's played pretty good. He's had some clutch kicks for this team. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You look around you look around the league and – Yeah. missing, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think – and I, if he what it was a PAT that he missed in Tampa. Yeah. Yep. If he doesn't miss that, I think people are probably not whining so much. No, no, it probably. wasn't a PAT. Or it was a it really was, short field a, goal. Yeah, it was. And, and a, he didn't miss a PAT. He in that did game? like no, like the next week. No, after after the Chargers win, yeah. I remember he missed one the next game, and it was like, well, you did make a fifty-six yarder, so he had he. Point being, he's like one of his misses was really egregious. Yeah. Other than that, I think people would be fine. Yeah. Uh, Casey Zerline, Van Der Esch, Steele. Steel. All right, number 15 on I'll go the number list, 15. Anthony Brown. Anthony Let's Brown. go. You know what? I actually was very happy to see that because I was like, there's there are a lot of people out there that are hating Anthony Brown. And really, if you think about how he's played, like he hasn't really made a lot of bad plays for there's this team. There's a lot of people in this world that don't understand that the league is designed to produce 400-yard passers <laughs> on a regular basis, yeah. and those yards have to come from somebody. Right. God, how many teams in the NFL have two lockdown corners that simply don't allow completions? It's, there is none. It's Cheeto Awuzie all over again, you know? He was typically in good coverage, didn't play the ball as well as you would prefer, 
and lost out sometimes because of it. But guess what? Most cornerbacks do because the league is unfairly slanted against them. Yeah. Leads the team in tackles, and then that could be it. That's not always a great thing for a corner, but he's making tackles, making plays. 15. All right, 14, Cedric Wilson. Hell yeah. Yep, absolutely. Should be on the list, should be that high. I mean, I think that's a perfect number for him. Wasn't on my list, but really, no. But I mean, it was You're, close. Why? Why wouldn't you put him on Nick? Your list? It's, well, it's the close. It's the it was close. It's the curve. It's the curve. Uh, grading on a curve versus not grading on. No, a curve. he's played great. But I mean, I I I put Terrence Steele over him. I put Zerline over him. I mean, yeah. I, I Zerline the, is the difference. Yeah, yeah. I had him at fourteen. That's the thing when when he sent out the email to put together this list. It's one of those things that you're thinking, okay. How do you keep it very neutral to what we're actually looking at this year on the field and not think, okay, well, he was this way last year and yeah. then now, like, grading on a curve. So I, I had a rough time putting together my list. One, because of that. Two, once we get closer to the top, I think a lot of those players are very, like, right there yeah. on the mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very hard to judge because – they're right there, but for different reasons. Like yeah. every player has their own unique uh, skill and everything. But it, it it was an interesting list. But I'm surprised you didn't have him at all. No, I I, I mean it was close. I just I didn't put him. But on you there. had him as one of your one of your honorable mentions. Well, yeah. I mean I just put 15. I didn't okay, put him. Now I'm the next guy I also didn't have on the list was number 13, Oso Digizua. Oh hell yeah. 13. I had him up higher than that actually. Yeah, I had Tony Pollard at 13, but I, yeah, that's a, I think that's a good. I had Oso up at 10. I thought he's been, other than Randy Gregory, I think he's been the best defensive lineman this team has had. Yeah. I had him right at 13. Yeah. I, he was not. He Where was did not, you have him? Not on the list. You didn't have him on the list at all. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I Again, I, 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 I went with Anthony Brown, Terrence Steele, and Greg Zerline. Those are my last three guys like that. Uh, I didn't put Cedric Wilson or Odigizu. I mean, I think he's played pretty good. Again, like I... He's played okay. I mean, he's played pretty. I'll be, good. Inter- I'll be interested he's to see been who else. Than okay, I, I, I'd be he's been better than okay been because he's a rookie third round pick from UCLA. Well, yeah, that better. matters. That I, not, not to me. It does that, and there we go again. It's like a, a curve versus not a curve, and that's fine if that's the way you view it. But right, I mean, I don't, I, I don't view it that way. I mean, why, why should, why should we do that? Why should we grade that way? I'm I, honestly, I'm not grading that way. You're you not can, grading that. You way. You can put him up against uh, against the other guys who've been in the yeah. in the league for much longer. He still is the second best defensive lineman on this team. Seventy five percent of guys drafted to play that position where he was drafted would be struggling to get a jersey. That's why it yeah. matters. That's why I think it matters. I think he's drastically outplaying his draft stock for where he is in his career. That and that's that's great. That's awesome. That means. Don't come calling to try to trade the guy, or whatever. No, we got great upside in him, but that doesn't mean to me that he has been better than Terrence Steele. I think Terrence Steele has been better. I think, I think Zerline has has made more of an impact in, in, in that. But that's okay. I mean, it, it's we're talking. He ranked thirteenth. I would have had him seventeenth. Okay. okay, no big deal. All right, Tony Pollard, number twelve. Had him at thirteen. I mean, that's. He's a backup running back, and he's ranked 12th. That just tells you how great he's played. That tells you how great Zeke has been. Yep. That's unbelievable. Yeah, He's way more than a backup, too, because the way that His numbers say he's way more than <laughs> yeah. a backup. He would yeah. start yeah. for, like, 24 teams. Yeah. And as good as Zeke has been, you still can tell the difference when he gets the ball versus when Zeke gets the ball. If yeah. you're just watching, especially watching from the press box, there is a burst that he has that's different, I think, than what Zeke has. I'm going to look at that. I, I just said – I just kind of threw 24 out there, but I really – wonder how many teams feel like they have a better starter than Tony Pollard right mm-hmm. now. I, I mean, I just, I, it can't Statistically, be very... Statistically, there aren't a lot. It can't be very many.
many. Yeah. Now you do have to factor in. He gets to come in and and he's he's fresher than than most backs, but still, he runs the ball inside the tackles more than we think he does. I mean, it's not just a light you know thunder and lightning thing. It's they're they're both they're dynamic. Yeah. yeah. All right, eleven, Dalton Schultz. I had him at twelve. So right I mean, I just... dropped him a little bit just because uh, maybe that you don't like him. No, I love Dalton. Are you <laughs> kidding me? We swap restaurant recommendations. Um, no, he had that. He had that. <laughs> he had the dropsy game. He had the he had the oh, dropsy yeah. game. I don't know. And that, yeah. I mean, not hating on the guy. I just yeah, I mean, he made my list. CDs, I just, CDs had uh, some of those moments. I, mean, I dropped him a little bit, too. Okay. I had. But yeah, I mean, he's been great. I'm not hating on the guy. Yeah. All right. Number 10. Jaron Curse. Yeah. Eleven, but yes. I mean <laughs> just just is shocking the way you know, we didn't even factor him into training camp really. It was like, hey, yeah, hey, probably. I guarantee when people were talking about who's gonna play safe, <laughs> he wasn't ever ever mentioned. He's just and now he's leading the team and or he's second on the team in tackles. He's right up he's playing special teams, done everything. It's been it's been really like I said last week, I think his attitude is part of this. It's part of it. I think yeah. his attitude is part of the defense's confidence right now. I remember back during the off season when they were doing their on the field uh, activities, and uh, and he was out there playing a lot. And I'm thinking, man, who are they trying to save? Like, why they got this guy out there? Yeah. He's just kind of taking a spot right now, just because somebody else doesn't want to or because they're hurt. Like, there's no way he's going to be around once we get past training camp. And sure enough, that yeah. was not the case. He would have. Sorry, go ahead. I was saying most of the time when you when you call the guy the the get off the bus guy, yeah. you know, it's because he's looks really good, but it doesn't mean that he's, he's pl- he plays great. It just means like he looks the part. Right. But you wouldn't say that if he was a dynamic player. But he he's done everything you okay. could ask. For. He would have been near the top of my list of like guys who better have their head on a swivel. Oh yeah, come roster cut time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And now, I mean, just get ready for the J. Ron Curse stories. If you're a Cowboy fan, you follow a lot of people in the media. Get ready, okay? It's a bye week. He's going back to Minnesota. It's just it's yeah. on a platter for you. You're gonna have it. It'll we'll, be ha- there. we'll have it on our side as well. All right, <laughs> number nine, Amari Cooper. A little higher than I had. I, him. I had him higher than that. You had him. That's wow, lower yeah. than what you had him. A little lower. I think I had him like eleven. Huh. I had him top five. I just I that's a big difference for all of us. I I just I I think the world of the guy and again maybe I grade on a curve but we know we know what he's dealing with into he's got the hamstring he had the ankle in the off season ribs ribs he, he's fighting through so much and still uh still being productive somebody on Twitter uh oh it was my buddy Vach he posted of uh he posted tape from the Patriots game. They were tripling. They clouded his side of the field, yep. Yep. and and they're like, you know, don't be don't be disrespectful, saying like C.D. Lamb did all this and Amari Cooper had nothing to do with it. They were accounting for him so much. And by the way, he still caught five for fifty five, which yep. is pretty like that's good. That's if you catch five for fifty five every week, you're going to finish with a thousand yards, which a thousand isn't what it used to be. Still a nice benchmark. Like he's having a really good season. Yeah, yeah. And against the the Chargers and in this game against the Patriots, uh, this last game, he didn't have great stat numbers. But if you if you go back and you remember the final drive of the game, he had clutch catches around midfield. Both of those games to kind of get him in that position. Um, you know, you can tell he he, he looks like an old man running around. That right now he's banged up, but he's playing really well. He still gets open and 
And if you respect Bill Belichick, I think what he told you in that game yeah. was there are two things you got to try to stop mm-hmm. if you're the, if you're going against the Dallas Cowboys: the running game and Amari Cooper. And you live with whatever else you get. And they tried to live with it, and they almost won living with everything yeah. else. But you can't let those two factors get and off. And then C.D. Lamb goes off and yeah. waves to the and says bye bye. Sure that's, does. That's ridiculous, by the way. Ten thousand. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't understand that. For a win. Oh, I missed that. They find him for that. Ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. It's a it's an American greeting. That? It's a greeting from the world. bye week, baby. I was doing my best to not what? pay attention. <laughs> you, I mean, you, he got shoved late. Number one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. He was kind of walking in there like that. And if that was college football, he probably wouldn't have counted. I don't know if y'all saw <laughs> that Iowa State touchdown. Off. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. That's yeah. no. That's also ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Wave. I mean, the guy who shoved you late, he could have done a lot of things. He just decided to wave at him. It's been there. When you visit someone and you stay for like five or six hours and then you're about to go home, you just wave by. What's the problem? Like that, if, I don't get it. How is it a fine? I don't know. Well, taunting. I mean, that's they're trying to they're trying to crack down on could taunting. Have punched him in the say. throat. Instead, he just waved at him. Goodbye. Hmm. See you later. If he punched him in the throat, he wouldn't <laughs> be playing in Minnesota. Right. I'm just but. saying, when you get shoved in the back like that late unnecessary you could you could react in a lot of different yeah, ways i i mean i hate to i hate to defend the league but like i'm not surprised by that at all well, you're mean, not surprised, surprised but, but i still think it's wrong i i really want i really want the league to embrace the fact that sports is entertainment folks like this isn't we're not out here it's not just play like this is not war this i know there are a lot of analogies people make between sports particularly football and war it's not this is a game. This is fun. We're supposed to be having fun. So if guys are talking trash and having fun going against each other, let's embrace that. Like, that's a part of why it's fun. I, I just don't get it. I totally don't understand it. You know what else is fun? Giving money to charity. And when they find players, they do that's that. That's what happens, I guess. Your eighth best player on the team is Micah Parsons, according to our DallasCowboys.com staff. Got it. I had him at nine right there. I think that just goes to show how good this team is. He's that's, changing the whole defense. That's and, how I feel about this whole list, yeah, really. It's unbelievable. It's, He's eight. I think I had him around there. I don't remember, yeah. but I mean, I remember typing it. Whatever I had, I'm like, God, you know, it's like there's so right. many guys. I honestly went through my list and I was like, could he move up some? Seems like he should be yeah. up higher. And I was like, I'm not taking that guy down for him. And I'm not taking <laughs> that guy down for him. I kept adding yeah. a name. Right. I'm like, delete. Let me right. creep, keep creating space here. Number, right. number seven, CD Lamb. I had him at eight, so right there. And he, yeah, I mean, he probably. Did everybody have CD ahead of Amari? No. Or did you had Amari ahead? I you had, had Nick CD at, back at ten. I had CD okay. at eight. I had CD ahead of Amari. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number six, Tyron Smith. That's exactly where I had him. Yeah. He's, he's been really good. He's yeah. Uh, it's fun. I mean, going back to the thing about Dalton Schultz, I think like I was making this list. And I was like, yeah, Tyron looks awesome. He. He battled through some injuries last week, and but then I think like, well, he gave up that really easy sack to the Chargers in week two, and that kind of took me by surprise. I mean, I'm not saying I like moved him down because of that, but these are all the conversations you're having with yourself when you're trying to rank players. Because yeah. I think it's, I started out with like tiring up by Zach Martin, and I was like, no, that can't be right because I've had no reason to even say Zach's name all year. Whereas Tyron, you know, you can you can quibble if you want to and so that's probably how he winds up at like six or seven that's exactly how i went through it i had him up there by by zach and then i thought about that moment and i was like and then he had another penalty i thought in a a, he had he had a couple yeah and he had i mean obviously he started out really rough against the patriots so so i think when i when i started factoring those things i was like yeah this is where you're kind of 
you kind of, you know, just trying to figure out how you can make a difference between these guys. They've all been great. It's just how do you make a difference between them, and that kind of dropped them a little bit. We got top five. Do you want to go to break, or you want to? Uh, sure. Let's take our final break. We'll okay. come back. We'll get our top five. Top five players of the 2021 season so far, according to DallasCowboys.com. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, November 6th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of the stadium, play some games, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about our top 15 players of the 2021 season so far for the Dallas Cowboys. We've so already far, gone through 15 up to 6. 15, Anthony Brown, 14. So Cedric Wilson, Osa Odigizua, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, J. Ron Curse, Amari Cooper, Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, Tyron Smith, was six, and now we go to the top five. All right, give me number five. Ezekiel Elliott. That's where I had him. Great Ezekiel Elliott. I had him at seven. I don't know why. It, there's just there's a lot of good players on this team. I'm, I'm looking at you like that. I don't know why. There's a lot of good like, players on this team. Yeah, I Maybe six. he deserved to be higher. Yeah. Oh, I had him at five, too. Look I had there. him at six. See? I mean, yeah. I mean, this brain trust over here, I'm just saying. <laughs> Zeke, number five, I think he's been outstanding. Um, but I think, you know. These other four guys have made a little bit more of a difference. Maybe. I mean, we we say that. I mean, just like you just said, Belichick said, oh, we're going to take away Mari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. But, yeah, and neither one of them is top – well, top four, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, but I think Zeke's getting a lot of help. I think both of those guys are, are kind of a committee type thing. They're getting help from other guys. They may be the best at their position, but they're getting some pretty good help with Pollard and – CD. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. How much do you think where you rank Zeke or what you think of Zeke 
yeah. is affected by what you think of Tony Pollard. I don't. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Th- I think it helps. I think it helps the offense to have them both. I don't know that Tony Pollard is Tony Pollard doing that much for Zeke. Like is Zeke being fifteen percent fresher doing that much? I don't. I just, I I just credit Zeke to be honest with you. And there's a. I guess I, I'm looking at the flip flip way. Do you think that Zeke may be higher on this list if Tony Pollard wasn't playing as well as he's playing? No. And again, I again, there's a flip side of this conversation that people have all the time, where it's like, man, I wish, I wish Zeke hadn't waited till year six to buckle down the way that he has this year, but he did. And I mean, I just, I think that's hard work paying dividends right now, yeah. honestly. And I think if he was, if he was doing it all by himself, I think he would, it wouldn't be as good because Pollard brings a different element. But I think he'd be doing fine. I'm, I'm really, I mean, I think you should be really proud of what he's done this year because. Running backs, you know, the life of a running back is typically, they say, three years. And so a special one like him. But he had every reason to kind of just start tailing off after that fifth. His fifth season wasn't, was this his sixth year? This is his so his fifth yeah. year, yeah, it was kind of going south and had some fumbles and wasn't. And he could live it out for another three, four years, just kind of coasting along. He, listened, he gets to a 10-year He listened career to the and, critics. Yeah. He called it, you know, a show. And not the good kind. And, uh, you know, he, he, he said it was crappy, and he he's changed it. I self-aware. I love give, it. Give him credit for it. He's he, very he, self-aware. He he's, knows what Tony Pollard's doing, too. He doesn't want Tony to take all the snaps. Yeah. It, it's worked out great. And and the fact that they work together. All right. Number four, Randy Gregory. Hell, yeah. Exactly where I had him. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, he's – think about those other guys. Randy Gregory's had a position where – Tank Lawrence has gotten hurt. Dorrance Armstrong's got hurt, and he's taken over, and he's been a stud. I have when teams trying to stop him, by the way, right. doubling him a lot. I hadn't but. thought about this in a while, but didn't we kind of get in a kerfluffle in the offseason when I said he could play his oh, way yeah. into the franchise tag? K-E-R-F-L-U-F-F-L-E, I believe. Bam! I think. I'm not I didn't look Ding. that up. <laughs> didn't I I believe I said that I thought he could play his way into a franchise tag and he's on his way to doing that or at you least think, You think that's what they're going to do? I it has to be how, a, how expensive that, that has to be one of the more expensive It has to be it has to be a conversation. Um What's Dalton Schultz what's that franchise tag? <laughs> I think <laughs> I might look I'm I'm not joking. A lot less. I'm I'm sure it's that's a lot I'm less. Saying. I'm saying I I might 10 9.6 million for a tight end, 16 million for a defensive end. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's cheaper. See, I, I'm thinking I don't want to do franchise tag with, with Randy. I want to just get Randy signed up to yeah. a, a deal. Okay. I want to give him a three, well, four year deal Schultz. if he's willing to do Again, it. but Dalton Schultz to, to me is Jay Novacek. And and that's there's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Dalton Schultz can definitely be your Jay Novacek for this offense. If he's aware to do it. I mean Jay Novacek was never Does it affect it that you've already paid Blake? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. We'll talk ready? about that you later. We can talk about that later. Yeah. I don't know. No, not necessarily. Then why are you talking? Like not that? saying ready to talking low. Blake's Blake's contract is structured in a way that they're not yeah, married both. to it. Let's yeah. Oh, oh, they're not married to it. I Randy don't. Gregory. I don't want to have that conversation. We just shifted either, away from yeah, Randy Gregory. Yeah, yeah. What a great story it is. He's been outstanding. And also, the thing I love the most is that he's not just this agile, quick guy around the edge. He is bull rushing people yeah. back. He's got some strength. Okay, but and I know we're gonna run out of time. But let's talk about that though, because. Yes, it would be great to sign Randy to the long term, but that probably means you have to franchise tag him in the meantime. That's how this always works. He ain't going to sign a deal right now unless 
unless he just feels that much loyalty to the Jones family for the way they stuck with him, and maybe he does. And maybe he should. That's okay. Maybe he does. Maybe he should. Whatever. The point is, you don't see those types of extensions negotiated during the season very often. Because Randy and his people have to be well aware of what could be at stake. And like I said, unless unless he's just Tyron Smith and he's like, I'm good, I don't care, just give me something that seems fair, I owe you anyway. And that's possible. I wouldn't bet on it. And so that's how you wind up in a situation with the franchise tag and we negotiate something later. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should take a hometown discount kind of thing because I think you have to make the money when you can make the money. But I do think that I don't want to say O because O is a strong word, but I do think he should at least hear out offers. And if it's something that seems fair, then I think he should be willing to maybe do that. Where otherwise he may be like, nah, 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 I'm waiting absolutely. I think now you would kind of give a little bit of of preferential treatment because this team did stick by you in times when most teams would have been like, we're out. I certainly anymore. I don't want to speak for Randy, period, especially when it comes to his money, but. I won't be surprised if that loyalty plays a factor in all of this. Like I, I feel optimistic that Randy Gregory has a long-term future here, right. one way or the other. Still, don't think he would sign an extension in the middle of the season. Maybe you just don't see it happen very often. Wasn't there a time back in the day when the bye week seemed like yeah. the week that they oh, did deals all people, the time? People like, were hitting me like up all the time for the last two weeks, heading up to the bye week. Like Randy Gallup and Schultz, just yeah. question after question about like, think some could get done during the bye week, and the answers. Usually no, because guys and you want leverage. Leverage is everything. Yeah. And leverage is continuing to play well and stacking those numbers and making your best case. Okay, I'm going to call an audible here. We're right at the time. I'm going to hold the final three until tomorrow. <laughs> oh, come, let's just power through. It's going on the website. Let's just power through. Come on. We got this. All right. Go All right. Number three, Trayvon Diggs. What? what? That's where I had him. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon number Diggs, number three. Who's number two? Oh, Zach Martin. Okay. Right. Trayvon Diggs, number three. I mean, Zach Martin, number two. I actually put Diggs number if you two. Want, if you want to just say has been the most dominant at that position, Zach Martin would be number one. Let, so let's, he, okay. he was my number one. So I'm just saying. I like, put Zach I, Martin number one. I think he's definitely number two. The only reason Listen. I didn't put him number two is because the other guy is the quarterback. I had Zach number three. He's the best guard in football. He's playing out of his mind. I still think concessions need to be made when a guy is on pace to shatter the season record for interceptions in a season that has stood since like the year my dad was born. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. No, he has a chance to <laughs> do that. That puts it in context. I'm right? saying yeah. the record has stood since 1954. I think my yeah. dad was actually born in 52, but same thing. 1954. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to break it, but seven picks in six games. I mean, I I put him number 2. I think he deserves and it. Well, way, if you're going to say all that, then I might as well make no, him number 1 in the league. I mean, oh, wait, wait, well, oh, he might be the defensive player of the year. I, I, I know. Mean, I'm just saying, I'd be mean, like, you say all that, but then you're like, he's number two. Like, well, yeah, because <laughs> this team would be up S Creek without a paddle without well, Dak I mean, Prescott. Dak, I mean, Dak has lost this year. Zach Martin has, has not. <laughs> no. Ooh, I, mean, I see what you did no, there. No, okay. I put Zach number one. I think he's played out absolutely outstanding. Um, and if you go by grades from uh, you know the websites that grade, I mean he's he's been the best player in the, all of football three of the five games he's played. That's ridiculous. Um, he's playing at an incredible level too. Yeah. I put him to. I mean I put him number one. He's number two on the yeah. list. You just can't show it in inter, like in interceptions. Yeah. Totally. But he has been every bit as dominant. Absolutely. As Diggs has been these three guys. Interceptions. These three guys could be or could be number one on 
almost every other team's yeah. list. I mean, it's, that's why that's how, that's why they're five and one, and that's why they're everyone's talking. You know where the parade's going to be and playoffs and stuff. Are just they? Be, well, I'm just saying. Okay. Number one, Dak Prescott. That uh, has to be, in my opinion. It's just, I mean, and you're right. Everything you said about Zach is right, but like again. The, the league is skewed so unfairly against cornerbacks. You get so few interception or so few opportunities to make plays on the ball, and he's cashing in on all of them. Yep. Whereas Zach's got somebody to block every time the ball gets snapped. Yep. And he does an amazing job, but it's – I hate to say easier, but like – you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Like every snap, he's going to line up and mash the guy across from him and create lanes and pass protect. And Diggs might get two to three real opportunities at the ball in the, in 60 snaps, and he is maximizing them. And I just that's incredible. It and is. by the way, those those chances that he gets at the ball, he's making some of those. Yeah. Some yeah. of those are not like situations like you hear a lot of times. You know, tip balls. That's where you get a lot of intercept. A lot of these are not those kind of situations. And even the situation like in this last game where it was a tip ball. That's a tip ball that I would say 98% of cornerbacks don't make that interception. It came no so chance. fast, most of them don't have the reaction skills and the ability to catch the oh. ball. In, to, to I make still can't. He was certainly not going to go and, and hurdle a guy in mid, yeah, mid catch. He was still corralling it when he jumped over. Uh, right. Was it yeah. Jacoby Myers, whoever it was? Yeah. If he had zero interceptions right now, we would say, yeah, you know. He has no picks this year, but he, he takes everyone's number one receiver. He's locking them down. So he doesn't have a lot of opportunities, so don't worry about that. I mean, Dion didn't get a ton of picks, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's what we would say. But he's, you know, so he's and the then, best number three on, <laughs> in, in the league right, of any other team. So Just like football's unfairly skewed against cornerbacks, it's unfairly skewed toward quarterbacks. So I just if your quarterback is in the MVP conversation with Dak is, I think he belongs number one. Yeah. That's just and, that's and how I feel. Everybody's everybody's worried about the backup. But that just goes to show just how valuable that he is. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't lose they didn't win with Zach Martin like that. I think they would play differently against the Bucks if Zach was in there. I think if they have to play him again, I don't think they're, they're they'd be as I think it'd be more balanced this time. Run Give up, not not be so quick to get away from <laughs> maybe, the run. Maybe yeah. not. So. Honestly, don't think the Cowboys are at all intimidated about having to go back to Tampa Bay if they have to do that in the playoffs. There's there's five really good be. football teams in the NFC. Yeah. And how about did anybody? I, all right, we're going long. I'm sorry, but like, did did anybody see with the way that the Chiefs were set up and the bill? Like, did anybody see the NFC being the juggernaut side of the league? Like, the AFC looks like a mess, and yeah. the NFC. I think of the six quote unquote like best teams in the league, I'd say five of them are in the NFC. And I, then but Buffalo. I also think this is just a moment in time. I think once we get to the end of the season, we're only I think, a third of the way through. I think there'll be a lot. They, a and there will, more they, top I think heavy. the Bills are serious. Like that is a really good oh, team. Yeah. They've had a, a, a misstep here or there. Um, I don't know that Kansas City is going to get it together until their quarterback starts playing better. But but there are probably, some teams in the November twenty first. If you're right, exactly if you're leaving if you're leaving the Chiefs for dead at three and four, I, no, no, you feel that, free. That, is, I'm that not. is not what I'm saying. What I'm, I'm saying. What, I'm, what I'm saying is their quarterback's gonna have to play better. Yeah, he is. He's oh. not playing. Their whole right team's now. gonna have yeah. to play better. But how many times have we seen I mean, the Bucks were mediocre as hell until about Thanksgiving last year, and yeah. then they just took they turned off. Turned it on. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I'm saying we're still early. We'll see what this thing looks like at the end, but right now it does look very heavily skewed toward the NFC with those five teams sitting at the top and all of them looking like teams that could possibly win a title. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. So we'll be back on tomorrow. We'll do a little big picture look around the NFL, some things happening in the NFC East and around the league. We'll do that when we come back tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!